Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Means. In this episode, the brilliant Jay Case took a bit of time out of his busy travel schedule to drop in for a chat. Jay is a successful muralist whose current body of work deals with our relationship with the online world and through his studies in fine art and animation, he seamlessly blends physical and digitised versions of his large-scale paintings. Now, I've been lucky enough to see Jay's work progress since he moved to London. And while we talk about that progression a lot here, what was really clear is Jay's love of graffiti culture and his dedication to painting, creating and giving something back. So, here it is, the Alternative London podcast with Jay Kays. Welcome to the Alternative London podcast. Hello. It's um, Monday morning in East London and we're kicking off the week with a, with a little chat with Jay. Um, really kindly managed to squeeze this little bit of time in between his hectic travel schedule. Um, you've just been away last week, right? Yes. And you're back away again today in Malta, yeah? Yes. Never been to Malta? Never been there. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be nice. It should be a little bit sunnier than it is here, shouldn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I've yeah. been told it's more Africa than Europe, so I want to check that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, and you were back in Spain last week, yeah? That's where you're, where you're from. Yes. Whereabouts did you grow up in Spain? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I live in kind of different cities because of... Where I was born is in Burgos, is in the middle uh, north part of Spain. And uh, at that time, uh, for the work of my father, we travel to different uh, cities. So I live also in uh, Vitoria, Madrid and Santander. That's when I was uh, really small. But then after my family get split into Santander and Madrid, and then I have like a, a few years in between both cities so I've been like a kid in Santander but I grew up uh, as a teenager in uh, Madrid and then uh, when I was uh, old enough I come back to the north and then I study art in Bilbao another city of the north yeah um your your studies so you got like a, you got a, a scholarship for your art studies is that right uh, oh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, I worked hard to get the the scholarship to to be able to to study art. Yeah, but you had to travel there. Is that right? Yes, uh, three hundred uh, kilometers every day during five years. <laughs> five years. Yeah. Three hundred k a day. Yeah. See when you actually. See, I, thought that, I thought but that I was don't, the case. I, don't, I didn't went all days, you know. No, I, I know. Mean, I'm an artist. So sometimes you need to stay painting or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. But like when you kind of yeah, I thought that was the case. But when I actually hear that come out of your mouth, that is just like a phenomenal level of dedication. And it's something as well that in uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people perceive artists to not be. Um, you know, really hardworking or really dedicated and stuff. But that's never anything that I've kind of experienced. And I think that for you just kind of epitomizes it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's a, I don't know. There is many um, 
perceptions of the artist that are not the right. And it's simply because art is something really complex to explain. So to you're not going to have a concept that take and define all, all of us, you know? It's like there's many, many, many ways to leave art or to live from art. Yeah. So you did five years, you got your, your master's, and was it at that point you, you moved to London? Yes. I uh, I wanted to, to learn English because uh, it was like the, the next step. And also because, you know, I, I study in Basque Country and in there uh, I study fine art. And it's a, it's a very uh, conceptual uh, art uh, background. So um, I've been uh, thought and teach by conceptual artists. And... Um, I was like a graffiti writer, so they love they love my like my pictures, my videos because I speak about the uh, life of the artist, like my art and, the, and my during my university was more focused on the on the experience of the graffiti writer, on the life of the graffiti writer rather than the paint itself. Mm-hmm. But that was because I was in this conceptual uh, society or community, you know. Then uh, I was a painter. I paint, paint, paint. And I was kicked out of the classes if I use uh, spray paint, stuff like that, you know. It wasn't, I mean, I love my teachers. That it was amazing. But for paint, I didn't went to the paint uh, direction in uni i study audiovisuals and i study animation okay so when i was doing my painting uh they were like oh no spray cans no and then some teachers were cool enough that they let me paint well they judged me on the walls i paint illegally in my university i paint the walls outside of my university and um they go. They will go there and see my wall, and then evaluate it like a painting. You know, amazing. That's yeah. amazing to have. Um, yeah, a few good teachers like that that kind of get it. Yes, yes. yes. It's like you're not gonna get all, but yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, Basque Country is a pretty cool place. Yeah, I've never been, but it sounds it. And yeah, I suppose um, these days with with us i'm i'm still quite surprised when you know with alternative london when we get a lot of schools and colleges and stuff come to us and say that you know street art is like part of our curriculum now and stuff and they're kind of asking us things like that so i imagine like now it has kind of moved forward quite a bit um do you think it maybe has in spain or do you still think that there's that kind of fine art is fine art we don't use spray cans curious interesting uh, question man um this this a sense of proud in Spain, same in Italy, for example, or Greece. It's like countries with a lot of history with painters, you know, and there's a sense of proud about this. So many of my friends that study with me, they nowadays they are painters and they are use brushes. You speak with them and they will tell you spray paint is limited. And I will I will be like there's no way. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, certain things you cannot do, but it's kind of my technique. Like, 
since a kid and um, I love any other technique. I just want to make everything with this technique. Mm -hmm. I want to make this technique take to the l top level of uh, art, skill, or, yeah. I don't know, sorry, I wanted to say, like, thank you for letting me uh, talk in this uh, podcast to give me the chance to have a voice. And sorry uh, if my English is not perfect because it's not my mother tongue. <laughs> Mate, but, your uh, English is absolutely fine. Um, but, uh, yes. And you um, you talk well in English, but you you used to you used to rap in Spanish, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So you were kind of part, you 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 were part of like the whole kind of um, the the kind of hip hop graffiti kind mm -hmm. of yeah. the 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 full kind of um, shebang, I suppose. Yeah, like I, I'm. I've been part of uh, the Spanish distortion of hip hop. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like it's not like American or it's not maybe not like in England. It's really similar mm -hmm. for people that is not inside. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we see it uh, in our own way, no? We, because we everything was translated, so we lost a bit of uh, some things and we take other things in, into the. But uh, yeah, yeah, growing up in in Spain, the time I was growing up, everyone in my class was tagging. Everyone was like kind of to uh, the graffiti, but more like um identity thing more. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there wasn't many rappers or anything to do with hip hop. My brother went to Los Angeles for an exchange. And came back with a tape with NWA and, and stuff like that. Then that changed myself. You know, I kind of loved hip hop yeah. from that moment. And I loved that energy of uh, being able to do uh, things your own way. And I started uh, painting. Then I get kind of promoted. I see it like that, you know, I, I started painting. No one give a fuck about what I do, sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, oh, you're a toy, you paint so bad. Like, you're, you're, uh, you know, they, we were criticizing that my my tag was so thin. Mm -hmm. But that's actually a skill. That's know? actually really skillful. Yeah, but they were criticizing that. What, and, what and sort I, of age was this? Uh, uh, 12, no, 13, 14, okay. something like that. Like, against uh, all kids, you yeah, know, yeah. like stupid stuff. Yeah. And we were like, uh, but for me it was kind of serious, no? And then I take it really serious and I start painting all over the place with my group of friends that we drop in the, when, during the school, you have this break moment, no? Where, where yeah. you go out and you chill, people play football, whatever. We were doing freestyle. Nice. And then we created like a crew and I start painting the crew. It was all like a community thing for me from the beginning. Do you remember what the crew was called? Yeah, TDR is like the rhyme committee. Okay, wicked, nice. And uh, so, just quick as well, like talking about like Spanish hip hop, was it was it purely Spanish or was it um, Spanish speaking stuff as well? Because I imagine you get a lot of stuff from South America too, right? It was actually the the beginnings of Spanish hip hop. Obviously, it will be. I'm not like a historian on this, but uh, I will say like. Obviously, in uh, maybe Big Pan, Big Pan is it, or uh, 
Hurricane G or Fat Joe, you know, mm -hmm. in New York. Yeah. They were maybe the first that they rapping in Spanish. Like maybe for us, because it's commercially, you know, because we can buy the city. No, in reality, in there, maybe it was another person. But then we have like um, some old crew that uh, live in the Bronx and came back to Spain and created the first rap uh, group in Spain. And they were uh, mostly, well, maybe like, I don't know, from different different countries, you know, like maybe South America or yeah. maybe, maybe Morocco. or And then they they make the music, create this CPV, maybe the first album, no, in in, in Spain, no, and um, yeah, after that maybe you see some someone that raps in South America, and probably there is a lot of uh, history there because many many countries, way more than Spain, you know, mm -hmm. and. Um, Yeah, we created like a kind of a scene, no, of Spanish hip hop, like only Spanish talking hip hop, and in, inside Spain it's really like our thing, and uh, so we do like freestyle battles, like we grow up on this and kids, it's like a regular thing, and uh, paint graffiti with the crew. I remember we even have like a, a like a breakdance section. A friend of mine, who was a DJ, so we. We do like the proper uh, four element yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, and um, and enjoy that. We go on missions to paint graffiti at night. All this, uh, I, lo I love all this. It's part of the hip hop community, yeah, and it's something that give me the courage to become an artist nowadays. Yeah, and what about like your your family and your parents around that time? Were they kind of aware of what you were doing? Were they kind of Supportive, or were they oh. a little bit um, <laughs> judgmental? No. Or? I mean, my father uh, was always uh, with me in terms of his, his cool man. I I do stuff he, he will not uh, complain about, but uh, I wasn't living with him. I was living with my mother. My mother is the hard worker that works like uh, like crazy, you know, and. Uh, She will have expectations for me, and, and so definitely being an artist wasn't one of them. No. Do you think she gets it now? Do you think oh, now yes. she's seen you yeah, doing yeah, so well? Yeah. She love it. That's she she love it. Like, but at the beginning, she didn't like it because she was like, "Listen, uh, we we are like working class, you know. Like, you're gonna work." And um, yeah. she didn't want me to have like uh, butterflies in my in my head. You know what I mean? Like, she wanted me to work. To be able to work when I was 16, you have to work, you know, and stuff like this. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, but I paint graffiti, you know, and uh, people uh, in my school and all the other schools, they love what I do. I think I can do better, good with this. And my man will crash the sketch, throw it into the bin and say, no, you're going to work. So oh, that God. encouraged me to paint more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. Eventually, when I was 18... She was like, if you continue with this path, because basically I was being an asshole, like uh, painting all over the place and uh, anything, everywhere. 
Did you ever get in trouble for it? Ah, yeah, yeah. In that moment, the, sometimes in the weekends, the police will be waiting at the front door of my house. So I will not go home. And uh, my mother will be like, bananas, you know. So it was like really intense. And she tell me, you continue with this life, you're out. Uh, it's not because you want to be an artist. No, it's more like the graffiti life, you know, like yeah. being in, in the street, painting all the time. And mm -hmm. I wasn't really conscious of the dangers. I almost get hit for, by a train two times and stuff like that. Like I was in danger, in danger, you know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't that cool. My mother can see that. I couldn't. Yeah. And you're kind of mid-30s now as well, so that would have been around a time when the scene was probably only maybe starting to get to a point where people could visualise there being any kind of um, way to make a living out of it, really, as well. Oh, no, in there, no, in Spain. Yeah. No, make a living. It was exactly, like, yeah. I remember, this is ridiculous, but this real fact. When we were rapping, we were um, like a group, and we take like live events, you know, like a concert, whatever, and they invite us to a different city, Alicante, classic, and um, they pay us with hashes. You know, that, that, that's 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 a representation of what, what was the business yeah, of it, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they just give you, like, a bit of cannabis and you stay there chilling. Yeah. It was kind of stupid. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a, a thought of the possibility of making money. Mm -hmm. It's just like... It was like kind of a buzz or, or or a feeling that that was a positive thing to do and that you can grow something from there. And then you um and then at that point you were like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go study, I'm gonna. Mm, yes, it was a yeah. Unless okay, I have to leave my house because my mom is gonna get crazy if I continue here, and um, I will do it in my own. No, I will try to do it in my own. I fail to do it in my own. So my aunties and my father take care of me in the north of Spain. Okay. I was like, okay, you can stay here. I was like, okay. The thing is I was obsessed with painting. I paint too much. I wasn't able to work in anything because I was always painting. And um, then I say, okay, I'm going to do arts. Finally find the courage to say, I'm going to do this. And then travel the 300 kilometers, when I arrive to the uni, in one second I connect with the whole class, I make friends, I speak with everyone, and I say, yes, this is one of the best things I did in, in my life. So that gave me the motivation to continue, you know. Oh, amazing, man. What a moment, eh? Yes, it was an amazing moment. Yeah, are you still in touch with those people? Yes. Amazing, Some of them, man. Others are, uh, like, they are, like, Still in contact, but they are not like I'm too much into this artist's uh, life, you know. So sometimes I don't speak to them too much, but yeah, others are. But they're still like there. That's, yes, that's of course. Cool, man. And then, um, so yeah, we were saying before that you kind of came to London. When you, so when you came to London, um, you came, were you still kind of writing graffiti at that point, or had you started doing some more sort of conceptual artwork? Because I think the first time I started to see your work was when you were. Um, you were working in the red market mm -hmm. and we had our bus in the red market and I know that you were painting like the kind of hoardings around yes. there and you were sort of starting to paint yeah. that area and I first got aware of your stuff um, and that was that was a combination actually of letter styles and mm -hmm. 
And yes. I remember now. Yeah, it was a combination of letter styles and more figurative kind of more pop like art, a, cartoony yeah, like sort a, of stuff. Yes, like a collage of the things. Like, yeah. I the like work still has that collage, yes. doesn't it? It's a, now I call it a glitch because I, I just get so much into the screens and it's like I like the concept of glitch more than collage okay. because the glitch is the fail in the system that make you ask questions about okay. the system. And your and your work does that as well, doesn't it? it um, so kind of fast forward into to now, the work that you're putting out there is like um, it just keeps getting better. And it keeps, like, conceptually and um, technically as well. Like, I was looking at the stuff you were doing in Spain last week and, like, your kind of photorealistic elements and stuff now. Mm-hmm. They're kind of there. They're on point. I don't know if they were before or that you just weren't doing it much on the streets. When I came to London, I, I did the studies and everything. But in Spain, growing up, I didn't uh, manage to get this confidence of uh, becoming, like, a painter just an artist, but not a painter, because I was a graffiti writer, and it's like under-evaluated, uh, no, as a painter. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, guys, you do your own thing, you're crazy, you damage, and all this. So um, when I arrived here, I already have like my concerns about some aspects of uh, graffiti in my country uh, that I wasn't that uh, happy about, no? Like not, I mean, I see graffiti like an open community where everyone can enter and go and do anything. And sometimes in my country, I saw like there was like a, like a, not elites but groups of selected people. And 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 I, it's fine, man. People can do what they want. I just not part of, of that kind of uh, mentality. So. I wanted to get out of all this and this, like, oh, you need to be real and you need to do this and that and that. There is so many things you need to do. And why do you want to put rules in something that don't have rules at the same, at the first? Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like that wasn't that nice. I wasn't in my own bubble. When I arrived in London, I was uh, like, I didn't, I had like an identity crisis as an artist, I think. Like, uh, am I a graffiti writer? Am I an artist? I mean, what the fuck I am? No, and then staying here and knowing thanks to graffiti writers in here, like uh, for example, uh, there's a guy Sark that uh, baptized my name because I'm 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 not Case, I'm I'm K A three S, but when I arrive here, no one can read it, so there was a the need of an English writer to read it and say Case, and they say wow. Yes, in case. Really easy to understand. <laughs> so, yes. And then another person was uh, Gabs, a friend of mine uh, in Italy. That uh, is, Gabs opened my mind in terms of he was working on a gallery, he was doing workshops. I was like, oh, like, this is like happening. Like, it's like the world advanced 10 years yeah. straight away when it was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, so this is inside the art world like this is something when did, I can when did do. you arrive in london 2012 okay yeah so by that time the scene here would have been like kicked on to a point that it's like pretty much like an industry isn't it there is yes like, it yeah. was an industry and i was like impacted uh, by that i actually painted and in uh, 
Hoist call is in somewhere in west under a tunnel. I don't remember. But under a bridge. Latimer Road. I was painting Latimer Road and then uh, someone from uh, a production company uh, approached me to paint the backdrops for Top Boy Season 2. Oh, yeah. I was like, crazy. Like, this is, for me, it was crazy. So I was like, perfect. I do it. But still, I need some confidence. I need to, I couldn't believe it, you know. I need mm. a bit of living it yeah. to build my own confidence to say, yes, uh, I can, this can be my life. I can actually live doing what I love. So first I started working in a bar in the in the city. I was recommended that it was really good to learn English and to understand the vibration of the city. So I work in the east and west end in a bar called Salsa Bar, crazy, <laughs> and I stay there. And then from there, I'm a, I'm like a kind of a salesman. No, I will sell you the cocktail, but also a painting if you are not careful enough. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then I, I uh, start getting uh, more confidence and then say, I want to do this in my own. Yeah. And I'm going to start it. So then is when Red Gallery enters and give me a space to experiment and give me a job so I can have like a safe, at least cover the basics mm -hmm. and in a community with different artists. So... All this was encouraged me, and then I started to become more technical. And I started to embrace more painting techniques and experiment with different painting techniques. And I wanted always to add it to the graffiti culture somehow. Because in myself, I started as a kid, so for myself it's important to be a good example for the kids. And I didn't have a clear example of that you can make a living from this. So now I want to be that good example that you can make a good living. And you don't need to be an asshole or go to jail or, you know, be like a act or behave like a criminal or a not that nice person mm -hmm. if you are inside this culture, you know. That's also something that I have to thank uh, the city, London, or the society, the community here, maybe. Because um, in here, you have like people from all over the, the world, and, and um, that's not uh, regular in Spain. In Spain, you have people from all over the Latin world. Yeah. And in here, you have people from all over the world. No limits. Mm -hmm. So then my personality flourish here i can uh, i don't know i i'm like that it's really good for me like at the moment i remember how i kind of fall in love with east some of my friends that grow up here are like how the fuck you f grow uh, i fall in love with east london <laughs> like yeah man like i was uh, crossing the bus uh in number eight bus in Bethnal Green and then you know suddenly the the, the creation of the city changed shift <laughs> and I was like whoa 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 <laughs> like first you were aware da 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 by the time I was in the middle of Bethnal Green Road I just hit I went down the bus 
when I went down the bus, I stayed in the street. I was like, wow, wow, wow maybe this is the place I want to live in London. Ah, this feels like home. Yeah, yeah, like so full of craft. I can paint everywhere. No one is going to notice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's, like a, it's like a graph head coming from Spain, moving to this area. Yeah. That must have felt like... No, yeah, for me it was man, bananas. This is like, this yeah. is big. This is perfect. I can blend here. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not going to get noticed. That was the best thing. You Amazing. Know? And then, bah, one one writer cross running with his pride paint and i was like <laughs> no way boom i start following him he get the scare i was like no 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 <laughs> friendly friendly <laughs> then i started to talk to him he took me to chrome and black i meet the guys in chrome and black which painting, is the taking, which is the spray paint shop that used to be in shop. used to be in um beth green they've moved now but yeah so so yeah you went to he took you down to chrome and black yes right? to buy the paint buy the yeah. paint then when there i started i see i went to what is what well, it was the nomadic uh, gardens or community gardens mm -hmm. and behind that I went there and do like some painting and I started uh, kind of enjoying East London and I started to understand like the the vibe of this city and how it's kind of really free and easy it's like painting friendly you know mm -hmm. like not anywhere like there's parts of the city that not but there's other parts of the city that is like anyone can paint anywhere and there is not a, like a crew that rules the walls and you cannot paint in that walls because from that crew or that's regularly how it is in the rest of the world, you know. Yeah. Like the walls, you need to find them yourself. And in here, like people take the walls, like some, I find some people don't know how to find a wall, which is okay, but um, it's a consequence of the walls being really easy and access to everyone which is an amazing thing of here. You've just done a new wall around the back of uh, the Nomadic Gardens, haven't you? Was that recent? Oh, yeah, I did it, but it last one day. <laughs> did it? Yeah, that's the, that's the only issue or the, another issue with London as well. Like, you, you can take it as a positive that you can you can get a lot of practice, you know, because nothing is particularly permanent. Stuff will get tagged or painted over in a very short period of time. But then the other side of that is that your your work doesn't generally last in London for very long. Yes, and, and it does affect your style. Yeah. Like, uh, even making it difficult, that's a serious stuff, man. I I chat this with uh, my friend uh, Jeva many times, like, the positive and the negative. Not as, you know, some, sometimes this, that seems to be like um, something to help creativity, is actually sometimes damaging creativity. Mm -hmm. Because it don't let people kind of experiment enough. You know, so they need, they have like a certain period of time, a certain period of time, well, of time it's all about the time actually so you don't have time to make it and it's not gonna last really long you have to do all in one day in different cities of the world people like there's something that i you have to value from london artists like the artists in london painting one day or in a few hours better but the artists in different cities of the world painting two three days so the style development is different. Like London it will affect your style and you, you need to get fast. It's a fast city. Everything is fast in here. So it need to be fast. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I kind of like it because it reminds me of the rush of graffiti writing. But at the same time, as a as a, an artist, I want to develop uh, something. Sometimes I'm I need to find the walls outside the the country, <laughs> yeah. you know, or outside London to to be able to to paint. Uh, more developed things because I'm why I'm gonna spend two days because it's gonna be three days because the second day someone is gonna paint on top of my thing and I will need to correct it yeah and uh, on the fourth day someone is gonna paint on top of it and the worst thing is like it's not like there's a beef like people wanna paint over you and stuff no they do it because no reason like yeah. just because be there's only so many walls and there's Oh yeah, yeah, it's free for everyone. So street is for everyone. So everyone paint, and this is a good thing, but a, a bad thing. Same same thing with the advertisement uh, situation in in London. It's a good thing because it gives job to many people, but it's a bad thing because that people are artists, and the creativity of that artist is been not destroyed but the silence. Yeah, you know, like they get paid. And they do the the living from art, but the, the creativity and the, your voice is important. And art, I believe, art is the beginning of the change in any society. So if we all do uh, only art for paying bills, we will not. Uh, and change things, you know. Yeah, London's in a strange place with that as well, isn't it? Because you're kind of, you're a part of the sort of um, painting for advertisement world, but it's also, it's it's the same as anything. There's a there's a good side and a mm-hmm. sort of not so good side. To yes. it, but you seem to kind of um, have an understanding of like what that is and what the role yeah. of that and the, and the place of that. Like know? for me, uh, I don't want to sound like... A, Privilege. Uh, I just think I'm I'm really stubborn. Uh, it's like um, if a company approached me, you know, you always have this, uh, like what they want and what you can deliver, no? And there's like some old school guys in graffiti that they will say, uh, I don't do commissions because what you want is not what you get. Yeah. So the thing is, I try to speak and deal with the clients that really un- understand that um, for their idea to come into my hands and get out, their idea will get affected by my ideas. Yeah. And we will work together, yeah. basically. It's not like, uh, I mean, I can do anything. Yes, I learned to do anything and it's cool. It's just like I do. I do believe that that's a good thing. What I'm what I'm doing is a good thing. Yeah. And you can do your own thing, and you can also work with brands, and you can because behind the brands there's people. Exactly. You know, there's no like robots. You can chat with people, and people reason, and they understand reason. All the all the people I work from brands and stuff. The moment I spoke to them about these concepts, they all understand it straight away. There's not that I don't take much time to explain this. Yeah. It's like easy. That's good. 
We were just talking as well about your artwork, sometimes not lasting very long, but it talks a lot about the the digital world and it talks a lot about our relationship with the online world. Your artwork has a sort of permanence on social media and online. So your work does stay there just in a different format. Your your content, your videos with like your stop motion and the, you, you make you make them fun and you make them interesting to watch. And they're the, the process that you can see with with the mural when you're doing it yep. it's not just the mural itself anymore is it there's the mural and there's the digital yes. version of it which is like the video yes I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a good position of this because I always wanted to do this but they never cool because you need two people to do this okay and now you found the second person yes. to do that right yes okay now uh, Lucia uh, known as uh, Micho Gato okay <laughs> she, she helped me with the, with the videos Amazing. And it's a, it's, a, it's a two people uh, thing. The videos are like kind of a, you work better in a team yeah. to do a video. You do a video in yourself, you put too much stress. Uh, you will you will get to it, but uh, you can do better things in, in a team. Amazing. So I'm I'm lucky with this. And ab- about the um, the word on lasting and lasting in the internet that you say, I never uh, actually thought like that. But it's, it's really good because some of us, when we paint, we have this feeling of the important thing is the picture. Like when we finish, we take the picture and wow, that's it. Okay, you can paint on top. Because yeah. you can have in London, if you live in London, you're used to that. But the thing is, this is still, and an, I, I still have an attachment of uh, to, to what I paint, you know. Like you know, I need to control that and, and paint that like less. Uh, less, you know, more simple, things easier. So yeah. I have less attachment because if I spend a lot of time, <laughs> I have more attachment. But the digital world did, uh, did affect our um, discipline, you know? and uh, it did change it too. It gave us a lot of references and people can learn and grow way faster than the, at the beginning. It was really complex. But um, also took away all that uh, challenge of finding yourself and finding what you want that I love. Yeah, I, I'm just like, um, for example, I do paint graffiti. I still paint graffiti letters, but you will not see them online. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I would, I like to keep them where they belong for me. Nice. For others will be. Online, I don't care. But for me, I grew up finding graffiti and being happy and proud to find it. Like, oh, I found the piece of this guy in here. Wow, nice. And uh, I want to keep it that like this and focus on, on the murals and talking about this relation with the internet because we are all uh, attached to a display or a device every day all the time so is i think that's more like a contemporary uh, thing so graffiti letters for me uh, it's like they're never gonna get as good as the classic beginnings you know like I know that you can experiment and it's beautiful. I love people that experiment and bring things. 
It's amazing. I just the classic graffiti for me will be always the best. Yeah. Because of how they did it, where they did it, when they did it, and all that is really important. You know, like you cannot take that away. Like and do like a nice, amazing graffiti piece in a village somewhere and and yeah. And influence the the graffiti world as like okay, yeah, whatever, but these guys were in New York during this time, living these situations and painting these things. So that's the value. So now I'm living in London in this time and I'm painting in this like I'm using the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. The graffiti and street art is way more tolerated by society. We have open walls, open spaces. We can paint and people stop you and talk good to you, talk nice to you. So we can reach people. We have a really big opportunity. And then we live in a uh, technological kind of revolution or something like this, you know, like... Or everything it will be like the screen revolution for me, like because technology has been forever, and actually letters are technology, but um, we are all about the screens now, everything you can see in a screen, we check everything in a screen, we learn from a screen, we chat with our family in a screen, so um, I wanted to use what I have, what I am, and do a representation of that. Mm. And that's basically what JK's uh, is about, no? Like um, trying to represent the moment I'm living in the place I'm living in, and uh, the the thing that I can uh, notice probably there will be another things that other people notice, but I do notice that you enter in the tube and everyone is looking at the phone, or. Everything is through a phone. Or it's like this obsession. Myself, even, I go out the phone and check the phone. There's random things like the vibration syndrome. Like this stuff that you you think your phone vibrated, but your phone is actually in the other pocket. Yeah, it's just like your muscle memory on yeah. your leg or something, isn't it? Yeah, like so, saying, oh, it's... Yeah, I feel this thing that I haven't felt for a while. Yeah, it's like dog- dopamine. Uh, That's what it's called. I didn't <laughs> yeah, realize there was a name for it, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So all all the things um, exist in our life now, yeah. and uh, it does it does change things a little bit, and sometimes for good, and yeah, other times uh, there's things that obviously the people that are setting you the stuff will not talk about it. Uh, because they want um, all the all the information they can get to get all the money they can get. It's, it's normal. Like we all need to make money, and this their business way. But uh, yeah, they have consequences. So I can talk about like the mural of the um, the person smoking a Facebook cigarette. It's like yes, like you know, cigarettes are uh, you when you buy a cigarette, you have like all these. Um, advert, you know, like, like warnings, a, warnings yeah. yeah, that tells you, yeah, take care, you know, this can kill you, look what happened, blah, 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 blah. But when you sign up in Facebook, it's like you have a contract, 
you don't even read it <laughs> the rest yeah. is set and go there's none of that is but there? there is not like um, you know like um, maybe it's not the best thing uh, for some kids or for other kids yes I don't know I'm not that the guy that will do that like for me it's more I'm an artist I'm more like the it's easier for me I just see it paint it done I don't even have to take a side <laughs> you yeah. know So. But by doing that, though, you are making people stop for a moment and, and think about it at least. Like yeah. when people see the mural with like the, the Facebook cigarette, it's, um, it, it does, you know, make people think for a second, the penny drops and they're like, oh yeah, this is, that's an, an addictive substance. Yes. You know, and we're not. Yes. And the, and the size, like the mural, because yeah. of the... Um, technique no, or, or the discipline of murals or murals is really big so it's like in your face mm. and it's also like um, like you have we live or oh, yeah, I think it's changing but we we grow up and used to see like massive adverts adverts everywhere and I remember when I was we have television you know I was watching television still watching television many years ago but when I was watching television and you were watching this movie and there is like a climax in, 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 in movies there is climax you know you cannot stop a movie and continue watching a movie in real, I mean you can do it but if you want to appreciate the movie the movie is building a climax all the time so you cannot stop it you will like more the movie in the cinemas they don't stop the movies mm -hmm. But in the TV, they will stop the movie and they will put a lot of stuff for you to, to buy. And that was like in your face as well. So I like to use that technique that uh, consumism uh, use to talk about the things that maybe we should, we should talk, you know, as well. Yeah. Like it's not all about uh, making money sometimes, sometimes... You can make a lot of money doing bad things or, or creating something bad or, I don't know, it's not, yeah. it's just uh, be aware of the things that can happen and that's it. Yeah, true. Do you think also, just quickly going back to graffiti as well, like I didn't think that there would ever be such a big resurgence in letter style graffiti as we're seeing in London now. You've not just got people doing the letters you've got people doing very stylized succinct like beautiful letter styles yes. you pushing the envelope with it totally yeah. then you have people like helch arctic man doing the roller stuff dope just stuff that i've never seen before yes. and like how on earth are you doing that with a roller Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, lo I love And they're that. blending colors with it as well and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. they're well, taking that to a yeah, level. That guy is know. killing it. For me, it's killing it. I love yeah. it. And it's in your face. Like all over the place. Like it's like a, it's like a pirate or a hack, you yeah. know? It's really well done. Yeah. I love it. And, um, and, and we're seeing that big resurgence back to the graffiti. And I kind of, from my perspective, I think that a lot of people are sort of... Um, they've maybe seen the street art scene get to a point where it's like, okay, the developers are going to use it in their brochures to sell their apartments. The advertiser are going to use it to sell their brands. Maybe it doesn't have the same voice anymore, but mm. graffiti is still 
yeah. two fingers up to society and saying yes. we are still here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's like, playing a really important role again, you know. Yes, and uh, I think it will do it always. I think um, graffiti is part of any democratic society. Like uh, it's, 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 I mean, it should be in even written, you know. Like you must have graffiti, man. If you don't have graffiti, <laughs> you are not a democracy, you know. Yeah. Like it's part of it. Like it's the people's voice. Like it's the voice of the unheard. It's the, it's the, it's what people just want to do and do it in the public space. It's like taking the public space and use it for yourself. Um, all all these things are are really cool. The um, the way they do it also it kind of uh, create a reaction yeah. on people, and I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Always like it. It's just the system sometimes uh, use it uh, politically. You know, like uh, depending on how they are, how interesting it is to them. No. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's interesting to look like you do something in the public space and then you clean a certain neighborhoods and you are like, you know, we take we take care of the community. We paint walls in white, you know, like <laughs> we we taking care of community instead of really taking care of community. But um, other times they allow the graffiti to flourish and. Uh, Randomly and usually, <laughs> that become like a a perfect place for <laughs> constructing a new neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like they use it politically. They do, yeah. That's for that is for sure. Yeah, it feels like at the minute you're kind of riding in a really good place. It, yeah, you've kind of reached the kind of top of your game. Where do you where do you go from now? Oh, I I still think I have a lot uh, to to do. I don't know. I like it's not like education is my main thing, you know. But I do think that uh, from now it will be important to speak my story and to uh, bring people into my story like um, they give back to community where I take from community and, and you say like you say, like make the circle go round no? yeah, like, yeah. for example I would like to add or increment uh, the team and be able to reach uh, like the disciplines I use but uh, to better levels and um, from there uh, start working and uh, create like um, a new because I think I, I understand in, in, in England or in London maybe it's like sometimes it's really really commercial to live from art you know well, for my kind of art like uh, painting murals and all this, sometimes it falls into a really commercial uh, way and it's like, yes, we need to pay bills, yes, 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 like, it's, it's amazing, like, uh, that you're able to pay bills making art, uh, it's really cool, uh, 
well, painting more than making art. And then um, I would like the, um, that this uh, commercial size, that actually, you know, like money gives power. So I would like this all this money that is putting in there, that they already know that they are paying artists. So if they can understand what else they can do with that same money mm -hmm. and with that same artist, you know, it's like, it's just like, um, you want a rich community? We can reach community. You want to, uh, I don't know, just be more uh, sustainable or, or just try, um, I don't know, do something positive with your brand? Because you will need it, you know. In the future, the brands that don't do positive things, they I believe they are going to die, you know. And I read kind of a lot about this. And it's really important that uh, companies uh, are, like, sustainable or, or the, like, the city itself will grow, you know. And we we seen this with gentrification. And you can grow, destroying an area and changing it and molding it into something you think but is not what the area is. Yeah. Or you can develop an area respecting what it is and what is the story of of that area. So that will be actually positive for the area. Yeah, I think that's the danger of East London. It's not necessary. I say this all the time, but it's not necessarily the development. It's um, who that development is for, and who that um, development pushes out. And if it causes displacement and it loses the character of a place, then it's not good development. Yes, they need to. They need to take it really serious. Yeah, like uh, especially if you're building a massive thing, mm. like. Uh, it's going to affect uh, not only visually, you're going to affect geographically, you're going to affect in every uh, aspect with your new building and your new idea. So there's ways for people to work. You can impose your ideas with power or you can uh, develop your ideas with people, you mm -hmm. know. Like, the second one sounds better to me, Jay. Yeah, I think For to sure. everyone. I think to everyone, but some people just have agendas of um, I don't know. I don't. I think I do believe they all humans, man. At the end of the day, it must be just an idea. They think they're correct, but it's, they never really thought about it. Yeah, uh, true. Just a, a regular uh, path. No, sometimes you you need to do things. To make the mistake and then realize it's a mistake, and then you understand. But yeah. not because you did the mistake; you are like the asshole forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Jay, man, it's been so good having you in. Thanks for thanks for taking the time because I know you haven't got much of it at the minute. And um, yeah, enjoy your time in Malta. Yeah, thank um, you, thank you very much, man, yeah. for uh, giving me the opportunity, and uh, I really appreciate it, and to for doing this to dedicate some time to give uh, artists voice and uh, really uh, think about the community uh, where you live or work is um is a nice thing man a... thank you mate i really appreciate that jay
You take care of yourself, yeah? You do, man. Speak soon. So there it is, the Alternative London podcast with Jay Case. I hope you enjoyed listening. And as always, you can support this podcast by dropping us a five stars wherever you're listening. Give us any comments on the Instagram post for this episode at AlternativeLDN. And you can also check out Jay's Instagram to see more of what he does. This has been the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Means, edited by Stu Ballingall. See you next time. Thank you.